Today, Rinpoche continued his discussion on the universal sufferings of cyclic existence, emphasizing the details of the suffering of birth. ちょっとね、今。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。ニジャジン。
we find two categories. First, the category of reflection on the universal suffering uh, of cyclic existence or on the general suffering of cyclic existence, uh, and then reflection on the specific sufferings or reflection uh, literally on the, the, the individual sufferings uh, would be the most literal. So reflection on the individual suffering. So these are, for, <clears throat> excuse me, the first two categories under the actual meditation on suffering. Dixon. Um, so, 
When we uh, then turn to the back to the outline uh, that we find uh, in the text, we, again we have the actual meditation on suffering, and then the first category, reflection on the uh, universal or general suffering of cyclic existence, uh, is that first category. So, uh, in that, uh, so, uh, so that uh, the reflection on the universal sufferings of cyclic existence. Uh, can be divided into three, as it says right below it. Uh, first, reflection on the eight types of suffering, reflection on the six types of suffering, uh, and reflection on the three types of suffering. So uh, this is, uh, these are the three that explain that first category, uh, reflection on the general suffering or universal suffering of cyclic existence. The second category, reflection on specific sufferings or on the individual sufferings, uh, gives the explanation of the suffering that the uh, various beings in the six realms of cyclic existence have to endure. Um, so it goes over those individual sufferings uh, throughout those six realms. Uh, so that's what that second category uh, refers to. So when we go uh, back to the um, first category, uh, reflection uh, on the universal suffering of cyclic existence, uh, we start with reflection on the eight types of suffering. And when we turn to the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, we find that Lama Tsongkhapa um, presents it uh, with uh, a quote from Nagarjuna's uh, letter to a friend. Um, and uh, if we just uh, look at the outline of the Lamrim Chemo itself, uh, this, this separate text that just outlines uh, the Lamrim Chemo, that um, we're able to understand these eight types of suffering in a much easier way than if we were to just try to pull them uh, from Nagarjuna's quote, because Nagarjuna's quote uh, refers to half of them implicitly uh, by uh, the words and so on. Uh, so those words and so on uh, um, implicitly uh, refer to uh, um, those things that are indicated by words. Um, so um, what it means, it's indicated by the words and so on. So those things that are indicated by those words are implicitly meant within Nagarjuna's uh, letter to a friend. So when we move to the outline of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, um, we'll find that those eight sufferings are listed. Uh, so if we read um, uh, Nagarjuna's uh, um, quote, it says, Your Highness, be disenchanted with cyclic existence, which is the origin of many sufferings, being deprived of what you want, death, illness, old age, and so on. Um, so we move back to the outline, and we have the suffering of birth. Um, so this is not presented uh, in Nagarjuna's uh, text, so the suffering of birth is something indicated by the words and so on. Um, so that is uh, one of the four. Um, then we next, uh, uh, we have the suffering of old age. We find that in Nagarjuna's quote. Uh, so these are explicitly spoken or explicitly, this is a um, suffering that is explicitly stated. Um, so that's within Nagarjuna's text. The next, the suffering of illness we can find in Nagarjuna's text, so that's explicitly stated. Uh, and then the suffering of death uh, is presented in Nagarjuna's text, so that's explicit, um, stated explicitly. Uh, next we have the suffering of, of encountering uh, what is unpleasant. Uh, and that 
uh, is indicated by words because we don't find it uh, in Nagarjuna's text. So it's indicated by the words and so on. The next, the suffering uh, of separation from what is pleasant uh, is also indicated by the words and so on. Uh, and then the suffering of not getting what you want uh, is in there. So it's stated explicitly. It says being deprived of what you want. Uh, and then we have the suffering of the five appropriated aggregates. That hasn't been presented, so it's indicated by the words and so on. Um, so uh, if we didn't have Lama Tsongkhapa's outline, it would be quite difficult to um, understand these eight sufferings by just looking at Nagarjuna's text because it's encoded in such a way that four are missing. Um, and it, uh, it, it just infers them by those words and so on. It, it as assumes that the reader knows those other points. Uh, there's an assumption there. So um, that's why for us it's good to have this outline and look at them both together so we have a real understanding of what's uh, being stated. Um, so then we move on uh, to reflection on the six types of suffering. Um, so uh, the six types of suffering refer to the, 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 the suffering which is the fault of uncertainty, the suffering which is the fault of insatiability, the suffering which is the fault of casting off bodies repeatedly, the suffering which is the fault of uh, repeated rebirth, the suffering which is the fault of repeatedly descending from the high realms to the lower realms, uh, and then the fault of having uh, which is the suffering which is the fault of having no companions. Uh, so this is what the six types of suffering refer to when we look at the outline. Uh, and then we have the three types of suffering. So the outline presents them as the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, uh, and the pervasive uh, compounded suffering. Uh, um, so this is the three. So uh, let's see, they have the suffering of conditionality. So that's another way to translate the pervasive compounded suffering. Um, so these are the three types of suffering pulled from the actual outline. And we find that uh, in the English, at the beginning of each chapter, we find those outlines. And then uh, all the ones that I read are just further in, on in the text if you want to look them up. Lesser. So first we, uh, it's, it's good for us to um, understand or ascertain uh, the meaning of the outline or um, what the outline says. So, so um, first we look at the outline and we learn that. We ascertain uh, the divisions of, of eight, the divisions of six, the divisions of three. Uh, and then we begin to look at them uh, individually. So we first then look at the, um, at the, the, in the divisions of eight the first suffering, and that's the suffering of birth. Um, so the suffering of birth then uh, is divided into um, five categories uh, um, that show uh, um, why it, it's suffering. Um, so um, um, we first get a general understanding through the outline, and then we get an understanding of the specifics by reading the, the um, text in Lama Tsongkhapa's commentary on them. <laughs> Donate the 
So what is the reason for the emphasis on the understanding of the various types of suffering? Why are we doing this? The reason for this is is uh, if we start to understand the, the meaning of the various types of suffering, then it will lessen our pride. So this is the first thing that it does. Um, it will allow us to generate renunciation. It will allow us to generate a desire to definitely emerge um, by understanding the various types of suffering. Uh, then, um, by understanding suffering, uh, we can uh, begin to generate compassion uh, for others. Uh, and then develop the, um, uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta. Um, but all of these, in order to develop the, the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta, it's necessary uh, to develop compassion. If there isn't compassion, uh, then it's not possible uh, to develop uh, bodhicitta or the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Um, and one can't generate compassion uh, if there isn't renunciation present already. So in order for um, the generation of compassion, which allows you to generate bodhicitta, there has to be the generation uh, from one's own side of the, the desire to definitely emerge uh, or renunciation. Um, and we find a, a, a quote in uh, um, the Bodhichara Avatara, uh, Shantideva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life. Um, and it states, if we don't understand our own circumstances, how could we even dream of, uh, have, of, of uh, having compassion for others? Um, so there's a more exact quote, um, but I don't want to waste time. Um, but if we haven't even thought of our own suffering, how could we even dream of, of thinking of someone else's? Um, so that's why we find that, that it's necessary uh, to generate this desire to definitely emerge so that we then can generate compassion by understanding suffering and wishing to emerge from it, then we can have compassion for others and, and wish for them to emerge because we'll know what we're wanting them to emerge from. So uh, it's necessary to generate this to do anything within the Mahayana. Uh, if we want to go through the five uh, um, pathways, uh, this generation of, of renunciation is necessary, or to go through uh, uh, the ten bodhisattva levels, this generation of renunciation is necessary. And then we find, when we look at how that comes about, 
we have to meditate on suffering and understand suffering to wish that we could be free from it, to wish that we could emerge from it. Um, so we find this point reinforced in uh, the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of, of life. <coughs> we don't have our own um, understanding of, of suffering from our own side and want to be free of it. How could we ever imagine wanting others to be free from theirs? Um, so this is the point that's being made here about why we do this. Dixon. So all throughout the um, Mahayana or the great vehicle teachings and throughout the um, uh, lesser vehicle or Hinayana teachings and the sutras, uh, we find uh, the presentation of these eight types of suffering. Uh, and that's the reason that Nagarjuna um, presented them. Um, so it says, again, from Nagarjuna's friendly letter, Your Highness, be disenchanted with cyclic existence, which is the origin of many sufferings, being deprived of what you want, death, illness, old age, old age uh, and so on. So Nagarjuna has abbreviated those eight types of suffering uh, by those words and so on. So Nagarjuna has abbreviated by stating uh, um, uh, explicitly four of them and then indicating four by words. Um, uh, and, and that abbreviation uh, um, comes from the Buddhist teachings. Uh, that abbreviation comes from uh, the Buddhist teaching, um, and then we understand that those and so on refer to the other four by understanding the presentation uh, that Lord Buddha gave. Um, uh, so this is considered the abbreviated instruction, and when we look at Jayan Sheba's commentary, uh, it would categorically fall, um, and there are actually six categories in Jayan Sheba's outline under this section, and that would be the category of uh, the origin of these. Uh, where, where did these eight come from? Uh, so then we have the Jayan Sheba quote, and then it being supported um, by Lord Buddha's pronouncements. Dixon. <laughs> Mm. So, Jayan Sheva's outline, uh, the second category, deals with um, making sure that you take up the shared um, stages of the path. 
Um, so what that means is if you are engaging in the practices um, that are shared with uh, persons of medium capacity or the medium capacity practices, uh, it's necessary to take up as well the, the um, teachings and practices that were presented earlier in the, the um, category of training the mind, the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity. Um, so um, they are considered um, in common um, because they're necessary to engage in simultaneously with um, the teachings that come later. So they're not dispensed of or gotten rid of uh, when you move to the next level. They're just part of the next level as well. So they become uh, in common with that next level. Um, so this second category in Jayan's, uh, Sheva's uh, um, uh, um, commentary and outline uh, deals with um, the shared practices and the necessity of engaging in them. So we previously went over uh, white karma and its results and black karma and its results and we went over um, karma that is certain and uncertain and so forth. So all of these points that are made need to be practiced alongside uh, the new points that we're going, getting into um, about the medium uh, scope or medium capacity. Okay, and then the, the third category um, deals with uh, the necessity of generating um, analytical meditation uh, that is free from excitement uh, and, and uh, uh, laxity. Um, so, um, uh, this, so when we engage in uh, meditation, um, on these various types of suffering, uh, we need to analyze them uh, in, in that way. Um, it becomes necessary to engage in analytical meditation to generate the desire to definitely emerge or uh, renunciation. It's necessary to engage in analytical meditation to have uh, bodhicitta or the mind uh, that aspires to enlighten emerge. Um, but that analysis has to again be a clear analysis that is uh, free from those two um, downfalls or negativities, excitement uh, and laxity. Tibas <laughs> 
So the fourth category is that um, all of the all the excellent qualities of the three vehicles emerge from the desire to definitely emerge. So all of the excellent qualities of the Hinayana, all the excellent qualities, uh, uh, and, and that is the uh, Hinayana, the uh, hearer vehicle, uh, the solitary realizer vehicle, uh, and then the Mahayana vehicle, the Bodhisattva vehicle, all require um, renunciation uh, in order for uh, the arisal of their pathways to take place. So arisal of their pathways is referring to the hearers, solitary realizers, and bodhisattvas five paths. Those five paths of accumulation, preparation, seeing, meditation, and no more learning. So all of those five paths of the three vehicles rely on or need the desire to definitely emerge or renunciation. So the fifth category uh, is the actual eight types of suffering. Um, so this is the next category. The Rimache Gonga Mepachi, the Ewa Napa, the Giant Sheba, Sachi Napa, the Yanja Surinan, Gay Jun, Gay Sampa, and the last one. Tom of the Congo of the Redua. Napa, the Naja to Congo, but she has a Congo. Then the Yaba the Obi and Bata Kumba said, the Chippen Dean of Tom said it. Then the Somba to what the Marbe, and the Gangumba Chigure, the Yana Chigo to Jokuris. I just I thought I had made a mistake, so I just wanted to check. I, I hadn't. Um, so we can move on. Yeah. Uh, so Rinpoche reiterated uh, the five, so I'll do it. So the first category in Jayan Sheba's outline is what is the origin of these eight. Uh, the second category deals with the need for analytical meditation. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The second category, uh, the first category deals with the origin of this. The second category deals with the necessity of taking up the shared teachings, uh, those uh, teachings that are in common. Uh, the third category deals with the need for analysis or analytical meditation. The fourth category states that all of the excellent qualities that emerge from the uh, Hinayana and Mahayana, those hearers, solitary realizers, and uh, bodhisattva uh, vehicle practitioners, and the excellent qualities is referring to those five paths of the path of accumulation, path of preparation, path of seeing, path of meditation, and path of no more learning, arise from the desire to definitely uh, um, emerge, um, the desire to indefinitely um, emerge. Then, Jipa, Shine, Dan, Hatun, Yomare. Okay. Okay. Allah, 
Den lyder også. Lad os se. Okay. Den er lige meget. Dixon. Nitre, hvad går med på det? Tilbage som jeg tænker, det er det, der er lige sådan noget. Senere har du nogen, der vil den lyder også. Ja. Just to clarify, um, the, all of the excellent qualities of the hearers, solitary realizers, and bodhisattvas arise from uh, this union of calm abiding and special insight. Um, and here we're specifically talking about focusing on that suffering. So all those excellent qualities arise uh, from that. Um, so this section speaking about that uh, specifically about the, the uh, various types of suffering, um, but this specific um, quote is saying that all the excellent qualities of these vehicles arise from serenity and insight. So I was asking Rinpoche uh, about why that category in Jayan Sheba's was from renunciation, if in the text, in the quote in the sutra, it's saying arise from uh, calm abiding and special insight. And he said that maybe we need to, to look at that and change that. So, sorry about that. So then number five is the eight types of suffering. Tuchina. Um, so we begin then, uh, the eight types of suffering begin with the suffering of birth. Uh, and uh, the, the, in Jayan Sheba's outline, we find that there are two categories. First, the um, analysis by, uh, of this by way of these five. Uh, so the, looking first at the five points that are made uh, in the text about the suffering of birth. Uh, and then the second category of, is a summary of, of this, or the summary of the meaning, of the, um, the summary of the meaning. Um, so these are the two categories in Jayan Sheba's outline, beginning with uh, the um, first, those five presented. Dixon. That's <laughs> Chi <laughs> 
Okay, Dixon. So, the suffering of birth, it says there are five points to contemplate, so points to think about. And so it says birth is suffering because it is associated with pain. Birth is accompanied by many intense feelings of pain from the following four types of living beings those born as hell beings, hungry ghosts. Uh, um, who invariably suffer beings born from a womb and beings born from an egg. Um, so, uh, these uh, birth for these four types of beings, uh, hell beings, hungry ghosts, uh, those born from the womb and beings born from an egg, are suffering because they are accompanied by many intense feelings of pain. Uh, so this is the first category uh, and how we would uh, state it. Uh, um, so when we look at uh, the way that um, beings can be reborn, uh, we have uh, um, birth from a womb, uh, birth from an egg, uh, and then uh, miraculous uh, rebirth, uh, um, and then birth from heat and moisture. Uh, so we have four types of ways, uh, four ways that beings are actually born, uh, and we only find two of them presented here, um, being born from a womb uh, and being born from an egg. So we have the omission of uh, born from heat and moisture uh, and miraculous birth. Uh, so that, those two types of birth are not presented in here. <laughs> Okay, so then uh, when it rains and then there's uh, some warmth, uh, we have sometimes this birth, these bugs that are born from heat and moisture. Um, and that actual birth process uh, isn't really a large uh, amount of suffering. Uh, it's not presented here. That actual birth isn't uh, um, a large amount of suffering. Suffering, a feeling, uh, feeling suffering, suffering feeling. Uh, so therefore, it's not listed here. Mm. So then it's also the miraculous uh, birth is not presented. So this is usually birth from, a, an example would be birth from a flower. Um, and in that case, we don't have that uh, um, um, in, in that case, there aren't those uh, um, feelings, uh, therefore it's not presented. So Padmasambhava is an example of a being who was born from a, a, a flower. Um, so, uh, when, when we look at uh, this category um, and uh, um, this uh, suff birth is suffering because it's associated with pain, 
we only find those four types of beings, those hell beings, hungry ghosts, those born uh, uh, from the womb and those born from an egg. Uh, we don't have uh, the other categories of ways that one can be born because they don't uh, qualify. Nangalat, <laughs> Gazutua So number two, birth is suffering because it is associated with dysfunctional tendencies. <clears throat> so um, it is associated under the influence of uh, the karma and afflictions. Um, so this is why it is suffering. So it says uh, all of the compositional factors of the three realms, because they are associated with dysfunctional tendencies that are in harmony with the class of the afflictions, are ill-suited <clears throat> to the service of virtue and uncontrollable. Moreover, once you possess the compositional factors of a living being within the three realms, you too are bound to dysfunctional tendencies that are in harmony with the class of afflictions. In short, because the compositional factors are associated with seeds that generate, sustain, and increase the afflictions, they are ill-suited to the service of virtue. Furthermore, you cannot control them as you wish. So, um, because your uh, actual existence, um, and, and that applies to any among the three realms of cyclic existence, the, for, the desire realm, uh, the form realm, uh, and the formless realm. Uh, so all of those uh, forms of existence come into being through karma and affliction. So um, it, that is what brings them about. Um, so there isn't really any control here. The karma and the afflictions are really in the control. Um, and because of that, um, um, because uh, um, the, it says here, because they're, uh, in short, because the compositional factors are associated with the seeds that generate, sustain, and increase the afflictions, uh, they are ill-suited to the service of virtue. So these, uh, um, um, the coming together, the, the comings together, 
uh, and then the, of the being and the actual being itself, once it's the, uh, all of the factors are present, um, all of these things are brought about um, uh, by dysfunctional tendencies, by afflictions and so forth, by negativities. Uh, therefore, one is, um, uh, everything is under the influence of uh, karma and the afflictions, and therefore um, our body and, and our speech uh, tends to engage in uh, um, actions uh, that are uh, not uh, in concordance with virtue. Um, so it says here they are ill-suited to the service of your virtue. Um, at, um, at being a being that is, comes into existence by karma and afflictions, uh, one then is kind of under the control of them and therefore really not, that basis is not suited to practice uh, um, or, or engage in the activity of virtue. Um, so uh, this is what number two is, is that it's suffering because it comes about through these karma and afflictions and then these karma and afflictions influence all of the <coughs> compositional factors of the three realms. The whole basis of that being is influenced by that negativity and therefore uh, it becomes difficult to engage in anything other than that. Okay, so we'll take a short break. Uh, so number three is birth is suffering because it is the origin of suffering. You take birth in the three realms and on that basis suffer old age, uh, illness, uh, on that basis suffer old age, illness, and death. Uh, so in dependence upon the basis that you obtain in any among the three realms, <coughs> such as the uh, desire realm, form realm, or formless realm, uh, you have to suffer. So in dependence on this basis, you uh, engage in uh, suffering. And specifically, <coughs> excuse me, specifically the suffering of old age, uh, illness, uh, and death. So, um, uh, so we go back... Uh, um, uh, birth is suffering because um, uh, from the basis that you achieve from that birth in any among those realms, you have to then suffer those three other sufferings of old age, sickness, and death. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to be doing it, you would have. 
खोड़ चकरे ये तो मो ये तो मो मो पामा थोड़ी से होते तमुचे तमुचे उम्रस तमुता दर्जी चकरे रोता पामा तल दोषात खोड़ चकरे में चकरे तमुचे करे ये तो ने ये तो मो आता मो आता अने ये तो मो माइनी थामल होते दोचा कौन से ना तुम उस जेब वाले रोते जो न्यूमोजी ने सुविधाएं वास करे न्यूमोजी बाकी तो न्यूमोटी वहाँ के लोगों के लिए दिवासाने यहाँ चल कॉल कोई दूर होता जो न्यूमोजी ने सुविधाएं वास बता रहे हैं नहीं चेमु दे गार दे ये तो वो ये तो मो देने चेमु गार ये तो वो लेते ने दूसरा चिकर हो ये तो मो लेने पुरी चिकर ये तो वो तो माये निका माये बच्चू वो तो लेते ने तेजी चिकर होता तेजी वो तो इस तकुना ने लम्बो मरी बात लेने लम्बो मरी बात चितान सुनकर लियो रोता हाँ so number four uh, birth is suffering because it is the origin of the afflictions. When you are born in cyclic existence, the three mental poisons arise for objects of attachment, hostility, and ignorance, and as a result, body and mind are disturbed and in pain. You cannot be happy. The afflictions torment your body and mind uh, in numerous ways. So, um, uh, birth is the beginning of uh, the affliction. So here uh, we have the three mental poisons. The first is attachment. Um, uh, so in dependence upon uh, um, uh, an object that we find attractive, um, uh, we become attached to it. Uh, and then we have hostility or, or um, sometimes uh, anger uh, or hatred. It's translated all those ways. So in dependence on something that we find not attractive, that we, we don't, don't like or don't find attractive, uh, we generate hostility towards us or anger towards it. Uh, and then um, all of the um, other things, uh, um, such as the grasping at true establishment uh, and the ignorance uh, of the karma and its results, the ignorance of the um, nature of reality, um, uh, fall under this category of ignorance. Um, so uh, really, uh, this third category has uh, um, anything, uh, all those other points within it. Uh, that aren't categorically under um, this hostility or attachment. Um, so uh, then it says, as a result, body and mind are disturbed, uh, um, uh, and, and <coughs> we cannot be happy. So when one is under the influence of the uh, afflictions, then uh, uh, karma is accumulated, uh, and therefore, uh, um, negative karma is accumulated, and therefore, um, the cyclic existence, the suffering of cyclic existence continues. Um, so, uh, in dependence upon the, this birth, uh, we have the start of these afflictions, which only lead to um, uh, negativity, only lead to more suffering of cyclic existence. Okay, take <laughs> चेबा थांचे ताले तो न्योमो बांगो के जुखान दुखान जुमे खाने चेबा थांचे अन्य चौल मार चौल चेसा शेंचे ताले तो न्योमो बांगे चेसा शेंचे ताले अन्य चौल तो न्याबा युगरेस चौल मंदे शेंस ते अम्म मंदे मंदे ला अन्य चौल तो न्याबा युमारो 
જવાયો મારે તે જા અને જોગે ખોના નું આ સેવા હોશ ને શું જવાયો મારે મંજુના ખુશન કરે તે અને તલા તેને જોગે જોગે ઉગરેશ જોગે નું આ સેવા હોશ તથા ના ચેબી ચેબી છે જોગે ના ચેબા જોગે ના ચેબા તો ચેબા ચીસી ચેબા તે જા અને નાગાલા સુભી નિયમો બના છોવાનાયા ચિગરેસા મારે <laughs> અને ચુસાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબાબ
bound to pain, so you have pain endowed with this. <laughs> Okay, so um, when we get done with number five, then that's where it begins the category of Jayan Sheba's outline, which is called the um, summary, uh, or the, um, the summary of these points. Um, so uh, here it says, thus, thus at birth you are bound to pain and endowed with dysfunctional tendencies, so the, uh, endowed with those afflictions. Uh, birth leads to illness, uh, aging, uh, and so forth, as well as uh, to the afflictions and death. Uh, consider how these give rise to suffering uh, uh, as well. So um, when we, we um, birth leads to illness, aging, and so forth, as well as to the afflictions and death. Consider how uh, these give rise to suffering. Nene, the gonga dan shati, the she dungel, je dungel, Hagi tambo with the dunda gare, the drawa gare, the gonga mebichi, share in the shati dan gonga kagi tambo. So we're looking at this um, and trying to find what the arisal of uh, where these various uh, experiences come from, what the, where these uh, suffering experiences arise from. Um, so uh, we're going around and around it because it's, for instance, if you look at the old saying of what came first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, did the chicken produce the egg or the egg produce the chicken? Um, so uh, here we're looking at it in that, that way. Um, uh, does the um, birth uh, uh, produce the death? Does the death produce the birth? So we can go around and look at all of this cycle that takes place and begin to analyze it ourselves by understanding the points that are made here. I think that's what the connection was. Less so. So I remember in Dharamsala, um, there were uh, scientists that came, uh, and there was a large discussion taking place between the scientists and some Geshe's. Um, and uh, they were uh, asking questions and then answering questions uh, to each other. So they were asking each other questions and then they would answer. Uh, and then one Geshe just stopped and said, uh, is the egg the cause of the chicken or the chicken the cause of the egg? How did that, what is that? Um, and that's the whole story. <laughs> It's very strange because sometimes it it's it seems that the um, egg came from the chicken and sometimes the chicken came from the egg, um, so uh, um, it's strange. I'm just saying. What does it? What does it? What does God and Allah do? What does it do? Nothing. 
so in dependence upon uh, birth we have to experience uh, illness uh, aging uh, and so forth and and uh, and death um, so what we're doing is we're looking at how this cycle continues um, and how this cycle goes on and on so in Jayan Sheba's outline, we see the presentation, uh, the outline, the first category, the presentation of five, uh, and then we've, we read those five, and then the second category, which is the summary of those, uh, and now we're into that part right here. uh, so here is the summary or the condensed uh, part. Um, uh, so we're, here the point is, is uh, we should look at um, how uh, these uh, various events that birth give, gives rise to uh, lead to suffering. Um, so thus, at birth, you are bound to pain and endowed with dysfunctional tendencies. Birth leads to illness, aging, and so forth, as well as the afflictions and death. So um, Rimache reiterated after this sentence, so birth causes illness, birth causes aging, uh, birth causes uh, um, sickness, birth causes the afflictions, birth causes death. Uh, and then it says, consider how these give rise to suffering as well. So how uh, afflictions give rise to suffering, death gives rise to suffering, aging, illness uh, gives rise to suffering. Um, so uh, this is the section called the summary, um, and we um, can um, uh, learn by way of looking at all of these points and then going around them. It's Korajab, going around them again and again. So uh, um, just looking at them uh, over and over. Tambu, <laughs> 
Chabato, Nana Nebit says, Jesus, what the Nana Nebit says, dead water are. Chabato Nana Nebit says, Dunganag non tumble, the goods on the tumble. Chabato Nana Nebit say, Dunga Mando, no one ね、ね、ね、あん、あん、僕の、僕の、ちびそうで、どんがよあれです。どんがじゃないのはね、プロテインレス、ルメサンダコマルベ。レス。プロテインレ、シドマジ、ちゃんが、まさんちゅう、
ちょっと<音><音><音><音><音><音><音> So now we have a quote from uh, Chander Groman. Uh, so when we now we're going to get into uh, the specifics around uh, these points that were just made. Um, so uh, when we look at the first point, uh, the birth is suffering because it is associated with pain. Uh, we have uh, the suffering of, of be the beings endure being born from the womb. Uh, so now uh, uh, we, in Chandragroman's letter, uh, and then a sutra pronouncement by Lord Buddha called the Descent into the Womb Sutra, uh, present uh, the reason why 
uh, it, that particular experience is, uh, is suffering. Um, so it says, after you have entered the womb, which is like hell, you are hemmed in by foul-smelling filth and trapped in pitch-dark gloom. Your body cramped, you must undergo enormous sufferings. Um, so the, where we find these points that Chendagroman just made in the letter to a student uh, is in the sutras. So here is a sutra uh, presentation where um, some of those, uh, um, I'm sorry, where those are presented. Um, filthy with quantity, so uh, a quote from the Descent into the Womb Sutra explains the meaning of these words. Filthy with quantities of urine, brain-like substances, thick saliva and marrow, the fetus dwells above the intestines and below the stomach. Uh, in a space which is filled with many kinds of filth uh, and is home to a myriad of bacteria with two very foul-smelling openings and hollows and apertures in the bone. Its front faces the vertebrae and its back the stomach wall. Uh, it is nourished every month uh, by its mother's uterine blood. The bits of food its mother has eaten uh, are ground by her two rows of teeth. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, Rinpoche said to um, stop there um, because uh, the bits of food its mother has eaten begins the second point. Um, uh, the second point. Um, so the first, then tambo. Tambo Then metsama. Okay, so the first category is filth, uh, the dirtiness, um, so the, uh, the, the filth. Um, so um, that's where that ends, the category of filth, or why, what, why it is dirty or filthy. Um, so it ends there by its mother's uterine blood. Then eh? Nipa? Ta nipa dere nipa. Ta mai seji namba sui chima ama kalasa du bugul dunge yosaroa. Me mai seji namba sui chima nijis shimu seji meba 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 ne hune kai kai mai chamata ジェカチュイレンバタンタマカラサデカナロデカラザナンドゴノマンドゴロタドゴノマンドゴノデポゴルドゲヨサデポゴレティネレジャチレジャチバベレジャチバベチュバタンダワサレジャチバベオデチュ
那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些那些
So the first, uh, the second category uh, deals with, uh, so the first category is the, um, uh, the dirty area, the foul, uh, the filthy, why it is filthy. The second category is uh, the mother's, um, con- um, what the mother eats affects the baby uh, and so forth. Um, so this is the second category within it. So it says, uh, the bits of food its mother has eaten are ground by her two rows of teeth and swallowed. It is swallowed, the food is moistened from below by saliva, uh, and the oozing of mouth sores while it is polluted from above by thick saliva. The remains of that vomit-like food, uh, so Rimache said the food that the baby is eating is very similar to vomit that they're ingesting. Uh, and enter from above through the umbilical uh, cords opening uh, and generate growth. Um, So this food that tastes like vomit that's coming in is making the fetus grow. Um, And it says through the thickening, quivering, elongated, and globular stages, the embryo is completely transformed into a fetus uh, with arms and legs. Uh, So we first have the stage where the mother and father's uh, substances come together, the red and the white uh, bodhicitta, Uh, And then at that point, uh, the moment that those two come together, then we have uh, this process taking uh, place um, where uh, the growth is taking place and all the while it's in an environment that is filthy uh, and that is uh, affected completely by what the mother does. If uh, the mother eats something hot, then it becomes very hot or cold, then the baby becomes uh, very cold. So we can see that there's a a big connection at that time between uh, the mother uh, and the baby's uh, experience. Um, So it says... uh, um, uh, the placenta encloses its arms, legs, and cheeks, reeking like an old rag used for mucus. Mucus. The stench is unbearable, and shrouded by uh, shrouded in pitch darkness, it moves up and down. The bitter, sour, pungent, salty, spicy, and astringent tastes of food affect it like hot coals. Like an intestinal worm, it feeds on filthy fluids. It finds itself in a swamp that oozes rotting filth. Its life force is unstable. The heat of its mother's body uh, torments, heats, and overheats it all in three degrees, slightly, moderately, 
uh, and greatly. It experiences distressing, intense, violent, and unbearable uh, um, agony. Um, so I think, let me just make sure here, it's about... Jeta, Jeta, this is Sumba. Sumba. That's Sumba Tenerisha, Sumba Tenerisha. Sumba, 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 uh, it then begins, um, it says, so it experiences distressing, intense, violent, and unbearable agony. Um, so that's the end of number two. Uh, number three deals with the, the mother's activity uh, and how it affects the child. So if the mother, uh, uh, when walking or moving, uh, the child is affected uh, by that. So this is the third category uh, we get into, beginning with whenever its mother moves a little, uh, etc. Then it ngekhangelo uh so we're looking at right now this five bonds. We go to the back of the Lamrim Chemo, it says the five bonds are the two arms, two legs, and the head. If we look at the back. Uh, and um, Rinpoche is saying that there's a word, uh, um, it's just slightly different that's being used here that really means uh, uh, um, it wouldn't be referring to the, those five just mentioned uh, because of the etymology of the word that's being presented. But he said that I, I don't know the five, the, what those, the five, uh, I can't list all five of them, uh, Rinpoche said. That's the Chuba, must have 
Dungit Toa Chambu Trabo, Tuba Mazi Edo Moa Pushawa, Kawa Noa 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 Juros, Shesmos, that's a So these five bonds are, are uh, um, like something that uh, holds uh, the fetus in this experience. So we'd have to list, find those names of those bonds, but the meaning of it is these, uh, the five bonds. Uh, it says whenever its mother moves a little moderately or greatly, it also moves uh, in the same way. Um, uh, so uh, um, it, if the mother uh, moves a tiny bit or moves around a lot, uh, either way, um, uh, um, it experiences uh, suffering because it's uh, uh, um, um, he held in that place by these five bonds um, and as a result all of these things that are happening have to be experienced it says it experiences agony that is distressing distressing intense violent unbearable and almost inconceivable as though it has been thrust into a pit of uh, burning cinders uh, so Rinpoche said uh, if you were tied up and then thrown in a pit you couldn't get away um, if you were tied and you were thrown in this burning pit, you couldn't get out of it because you're tied up. So that's the uh, meaning of this analogy, it just that the bonds themselves listed we don't, we don't have. But the, the meaning of it is if, you'd been, if you were thrown into a pit of cinders uh, and you were constrained, then you couldn't do anything about it. You're helpless and have to um, experience that burning sensation. Um, uh, likewise, the fetus is constrained and has to experience uh, these uh, um, things. Tubata, Example. 
Okay, so um, uh, similarly, uh, it is said uh, that the fetus is harmed in the womb when the mother eats too much or too little, eats food that is too oily, uh, pungent, um, uh, cold. Uh, so, for instance, drinking a cold orange juice, uh, this would affect the fetus. Uh, hot, drinking a hot tea, uh, this would affect the baby. Um, something that's salty uh, um, is not good. Something that's sour is not good. Something that's sweet, sugary is not good. Uh, something that's bitter, spicy, or astringent is no good. Uh, if there is indulgent in uh, her sexual desires, uh, then this harms the baby. Running too much or too fast, jumps or swims or sits or squats in front of a fire. Uh, um, it is also said that the fetus is confined by the stomach and held firm by the intestines as though it were bound by five bonds or impaled on a stake. So the fetus is held in these conditions uh, um, by the intestines and can't leave the stomach um, and is affected um, by everything that uh, um, the mother does. Uh, um, so that's the point that is being made uh, in this number three. Um, but specifically, um, it is when, whenever its mother moves a little moderately or greatly is the uh, heading under this. Um, so that's it. Rimichi, go tree while you're there. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, and we won't, this isn't finished, this discussion. With a tremendous amount of respect, I'm having some difficulty with this sutra. 
Um, and I, I have two uh, kind of questions or perspectives I'd like uh, to ask Rinpoche and see mm -hmm. if he's able to address them. Um, one is that my experience of being with infants that that the uh, descriptions described of the uh, discomfort in the womb don't seem to fit with my experience and lots of people's experience of infants after birth are comforted by uh, uh, things like rocking, swaddling, movement, all of that. So I think I'm not sure how these inferences are being made. Um, and the kind of second analogous point is the description of the environment of the womb seems to me to be very misogynistic. It kind of comes with there's something disgusting and unpleasant about a woman's body. And when I look at when this was written, that it was written by men, it's really hard for me to not sort of bring in a perspective that this was written by people who have a discomfort with women's bodies, and okay. somehow that's being influenced here. Okay. Um, Triwa Tambo, the Kongi Tsampa, the the Becha de Kalem, the Ami Trobo Nala, the Ne, Ne Jewa, the Trobo Nala, the Dugyo Mambo Yure, Shera Matsama, the Pugo, the the Ama Pardro, Mardro, Dugyo Yondu, then the the Pugo, the Degdu, then the Dugyo Yure, Yene, the Pugo Jena, then the San Ripa, the Lojong Bang, the Kongi Trobo, Ama Kashe Yure, the Konso Kailan, then the Pugo, the Shana, the Trobo Nanga Drapo, the Pugo Shiwa Yongudu, Gagadu, the Pugo, the Dena, the Shiwa Yongudu, Dugyao Yomare. Then Garishene, the Garishene, the Pugo, the Gapudu, Gangensene, the Konkelen, the Trogonala, the Dena, Dugyao Yondu, Yene, the Jetsar, then the Dena, Dugyao Yomar, the Pugo Sheda Gagudu, then Garishene, the Kelen, the Dugya. Tapogundus in Yaba, you know, shy prayers with your heart. What the Pugo Jibus, Jibu Jibus, that Pugo Machu Tom Jetsabo, the last one, then. ね、ちゃばばるのはとれ、つまつぼだびんさ、とげよせるたんぽ、なじわこまんだ。うん。ぽうどげちぼよす。ですよ。たんがとちびせせどげじんれんのやれぞ。ね、ガリシネでぽう
So first of all, in answering the uh, first question, uh, we really don't know what's going on inside of a, a baby's mind exactly. Um, when we're giving examples such as the, the baby being in a certain position when it's held and finding comfort in it, it could be because of the warmth of the mother. Uh, well, after the baby is born, it's even said that the baby's skin, uh, uh, when it's being touched by something very soft, it feels like sandpaper to the baby. And that's something the baby can't tell us, but they're experiencing it uh, according to uh, what is stated in these texts. Um, so when we're speaking of the environment uh, with, that the baby is dwelling in, it certainly is confined, and it certainly is a dirty environment. It certainly isn't a pure environment, and nor is a male's internal environment pure at all. Um, so when we're speaking of the impurity within the body, a male and a female are exactly the same. So there isn't any assertion that this particular type of body is impure and has all these contaminants, but the male's body does not. The, 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 the Buddha stated that both the male and female body are full of these disgusting things and impurities and so forth, but we're speaking directly here about the suffering of birth and explaining the stages of and why it actually is suffering. So therefore, because the male doesn't give birth, we have to only refer to the environment in which the baby is being born. But in no way is this saying that um, this is exclusive to the female body because we find everywhere in the text that it says the male body and the internal workings, the pus, the blood, etc., etc., is dirty. Um, so this is just for this ex specific example because we're in the section on the suffering of birth and what that child has to undergo. Um, so um, those are the points that are being made. Uh, and the child in the womb, if we look at it, like I said, is confined, is in an environment uh, that is dirty. The food has been processed and is at the point where it would be considered uh, something that we would we would dis discard at that point that the baby is eating because it's been processed through the body. So these are facts that are on hand that we, we, we can see, but it isn't something that's exclusive to the female. The, a, uh, a man's stomach is the same inside. There's no statement or no reason that we can say, uh, oh, a man's uh, body is clean and a woman's uh, is unclean. There's, there's no reason why we would ever say such a thing. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And just from my perspective as a, uh, as a dentist, uh, as someone, and it's true, that if uh, a, a woman has gum disease, then they can have effect on birth. So, yes. So and that points are being yeah, made in Maybe here. not directly like this, but there is an influence. It speaks of the sores, though, of the mouth going to the... So that's very similar to what you're speaking of. So it's all just spading facts in here about the conditions that are going on and the potentialities uh, and the environment in which the baby's living in. Um, but if the baby was in a male 
it would be explained in the same exact way. Um, it wouldn't be explained in any different way. And when you, as a translator's note, sometimes in texts when you see these points about the dirtiness and so forth of the female's body, um, it's being written uh, to a monk, but if it was being explained to a nun, it would be explained in a way the dirtiness of the male's body because they hold uh, um, vows of celibacy, and ultimately it's absolutely true that both the male and the female's body are, are dirty. Um, so it's actually a meditation that you do um, to combat attachment, meditation upon impurity, meditation upon ugliness, the real nature of these things. Um, so I, if I have attachment for a female, I would meditate in that way. If someone else has a an attachment to a male, they would meditate about the impurity and the disgusting nature of the actual body itself. Um, so. <laughs> So we find in the uh, tantric vows where it says that one should pay homage, uh, a male should pay homage and prostrate to the female. And it's in the root vows of the tantric uh, vows. Uh, um, oh, in tantra, the um, uh, female is of the greatest importance. Um, it says uh, the tantric vow is uh, disparaging women. If you disparage women in any way, it's a broken vow. Okay, yep. so we have the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatsu, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensir Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance.